When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. You got to wonder if Brandon Staley is going to end up costing the San Diego Chargers in the long haul. And or maybe the Los Angeles Chargers. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. We are in for Greeny today. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Christopher Arthur Lee Canty, what up? We are coming in hot, too, by the way, big fella. We are, coming because hot. there Man. is oh, so much going on. So much NFL this weekend, and we have got you covered from pillar to post, so let's get rolling. Here we go! go, go. Only one place to start. Pick six, 98 yards, the rookie, Jalen Watson. Defense kept us in the game, and just give us a chance to see that this early in the season. I think that's going to carry us the rest of the way. Look. It was a terrific win for the Kansas City Chiefs yesterday. Got to give them all the credit in the world on Thursday Night Football. They are now 2-0 and on the year, and the Chargers fall to 1-1. and But, Chris, there are issues with the head coach for the Chargers that we have to talk about. We talked about this in advance of yesterday on our show in the afternoon, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Canty and Carlin. But this is a bigger problem for L.A. because Brandon Staley has absolutely no feel for the game. Mm. Has absolutely no feel for the game. We're we're talking yesterday wondering, at least I am, if he's going to be overly aggressive in some spots and and just frankly double down on some of the, the analytics that are involved in this and going for it in places that he shouldn't. And then last night... There are three opportunities in the first half to go for it in fourth and two at the 18, fourth and two twice at midfield. He does it in none of them, and one of them settles for a field goal. And then later in the game, his quarterback is hurting. His franchise quarterback is hurting in the worst way, and he left him in there. Well, here's what I'll say about going forward on fourth down. They were four for four last night, so I can't be overly critical about Brandon Staley picking and choosing his spots because it seems like when he did decide to go for it, they had the right play call, and the guys did an even better job of executing. So that part aside, I'm not going to get on him on his case for that today, but what I will say is after Justin Herbert had a clear opportunity to run and pick up some yards and potentially a first down and decided to throw it away because he was in so much pain. Yep. That was the moment where you pull your franchise quarterback. And I get it. You know, a play later, you're talking about a guy throwing an absolute strike to Josh Palmer, and that's all well and good. But here's the thing. This is not about trying to win just one game. It's about trying to position yourself to get into the postseason, which is something that Justin Herbert hadn't done, and then having an opportunity to compete for a championship. And I get it. You don't want to give away opportunities. You don't want to give away games. But sometimes you got to lose the battle to win the war. And last night was one of those examples of Brandon Staley pushing the envelope a little more than he should have. Because, Carlin, I will say this, 
he was a sitting duck against that pass rush against the Chiefs once he took that hit from Mike Dana. Yep. Like, after that and happened, they knew it. After that happened, you could see Chris Jones mouthing off on the sideline like, this guy is hurt, let's go after him. It was blood in the water. And he took another big shot after that. And, Carlin, I was worried for his welfare. Because, so was I. Yeah. Because it was clear that he couldn't protect himself. And when I say protect himself, I mean the ability to move around, to manipulate the pocket, to escape from trouble. All of the things that we have come to know Justin Herbert for – He couldn't do that fully, Carlin, and that's the part that worried me. So a 10-point deficit at that stage in the game combined with your quarterback being hurt the way he was, all of that equates to pulling that kid out of the game. Sometimes, Carlin, you have to protect the player from himself. And in the heat of the moment, I know Justin Herbert is a competitor. He's a warrior. But I'm gonna need you to come stand next to me and let's ch- let Chase Daniel finish this thing out. It's great that you we'll, want we'll, we'll see what happens. We got a long week because yep. we're playing a Thursday night game. We'll see if you're ready to go week three. But Carlin, you got to protect them in that moment. You have to. You have to. And you know, based on who he is, that he's going to push himself back into that game. But that one moment, I could not agree more when he basically could not continue on a play when he threw it away. Yeah. When if he just walks, he has a first down. Yeah. And that was not about not doing the right thing. It was a, purely about the pain that he was experiencing in the moment and almost felt like he just needed to get the play over with. This has all been one place to start. Brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. This is what I'm talking about, though. Not having a feel for it. You have to be willing in that spot to punt on that game for the greater good. Yes. That's what you have to do. And, Chris, who knows how bad it is. His ribs could have already been broken as far as we know. We're still waiting to hear back about the x-rays after the game. Well, it ain't good. It's either yeah. broken ribs or rib cartilage. Either yeah. way, it's going to be a problem for him throwing the football moving forward. And, and you want to go without this guy who is your entire season without – any argument whatsoever. We could talk about everything else that they did. Justin Herbert is a guy that people are picking for MVP. And I could not get over the fact that he didn't get him out of that game. I could not get over it. And I also wondered this, and you can answer this a lot better than me. A player who is watching that and understanding the player mentality, but also understanding the coach in that spot, well, if he's not going to take that guy out to protect himself, is he really thinking about my best interests and our best interests collectively when it comes to me or when it comes to somebody else that gets hurt in that spot? I don't know that the players are worried about that as much when it well, comes But, to- I mean, looking at him from a leader standpoint, does this hurt how they would view him as a leader? If you're the head coach. No, because the head coach is deferring to what the player wants to do, and most players want to have the control in their hands, if that makes sense. It does. Like, but if I'm going to play. But doesn't a player know If I'm what... going to play or if I'm not going to play, I want to make that decision. I don't want the coaching staff. I don't want the medical staff making that decision. Okay, but that's, that's not always the best thing, though, Carlin. That's my and point. That, and that's the biggest problem with the situation that happened last night with Brandon Staley. He deferred to the player. And in that instance, as a head coach, you, can't. you have to see the bigger picture, which is a 17-game regular season, Carlin. It's just we two. Yep. Even if you lose that game, okay, you play the Kansas City Chiefs another time. So if the division comes down to you two teams, guess what? You have another crack at them in your building. It's not one of those situations that you had to push. Last night was not a must-win game for 
the Los Angeles Chargers, even though the Los Angeles no. Chargers the last couple of times have gone into that building and got a win. They didn't have to win that game last night, but you could tell the way that they played, that was one of those statement games. Mm-hmm. The way that the Chargers came out, there was something on their mind. They wanted to prove a point to the Kansas City Chiefs, who have been the bully on the block in the AFC West. Well, here's the thing, Carlin. Your quarterback gets hurt, and we're talking about a serious injury late in the second half. Discretion is the better part of valor. Last night, you would have hoped that Brandon Staley had a little more discretion. And as a football fan here today and a Justin Herbert fan, I'm just glad that it wasn't worse. It's Canty and Carlin in for Grinny today on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. I do want to go back to the decisions in the first half. And while they did make the fourth downs that they went after, Chris, we both know early in that game, when you settle for a field goal on fourth and two at the 18 – You are not beating Patrick Mahomes in that building with field Mm. goals. You are not doing that. And we can talk about uh, at midfield at least one of those instances on fourth and twos. If you're going to tell me that you're going to be somebody that is going to take these chances and get after it, then get after it. But if you're, if, if there's a difference between doing it in a good spot and doing it in a dumb spot. Why were we all burying him last year at the end of the year? Because he did it at his own 25-yard line. Ridiculous. In a terrible situation. Ridiculous. We're talking about two at midfield here yeah. and another where you're kicking a field goal and you can't beat Patrick Mahomes that way, especially in his old building. And if it is a statement game, then go make a damn statement. I hear everything that you just said. And had Gerald Everett decided to come back to the ball on that route that he ran in the shallow yeah. of the end zone and not let Jalen Watson have an opportunity to pick it off, we'd probably be talking about a different result in that game last night. So here's what I'll say about being aggressive for Brandon Staley, playing well, against Pat Mahomes. I'm reluctant to criticize him for being overly aggressive or for not being overly aggressive in that game because when I look at the two rosters – I feel like the Los Angeles Chargers have better personnel. Mm -hmm. And if we do have better personnel, then I'm willing to play it conservative in hopes that the law of averages will play out because my dudes are going to make more plays than your dudes. Now, there's the other side of this thing, whereas you're talking about Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid. And those two are force multipliers. So regardless of who's on the team, those two have this knack, this uncanny ability to be able to make the most out of what they have at any given time. And so I hear where you're coming from. But if I'm Brandon Staley, I can dial back the aggressiveness from where I was last year just because I had more talent on my team this year. Think about it. You added J.C. Jackson. You added Khalil Mack. You added uh, Zion Johnson, a mm-hmm. first-round pick, who had his way with Chris Jones last yes, night, by the way. I mean, had his way. Chris Jones didn't get off until Trey Pipkins, the left guard, ended up going out of the game, and Filer came into the game, and he just abused him. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you added a lot of talent on that team. And, oh, by the way, Mike Williams has turned it up and taken it to another level. I mean, Gerald Everett coming over from the Seattle Seahawks. Like, you added a lot of talent on this team. So, I'm sitting here looking at it. Brandon Staley doesn't have to be as aggressive as he was last year in order for his team to be in position to win games. That's why I can't criticize him for not going for it more in certain situations last night. Here he is on this on these decisions to be a little more conservative. Yeah, I just wanted to give our, our defense a chance to compete. I really love the way we were playing. Um, I felt like that was the formula to flip the field there. Um, you know, I felt like we were aggressive when we needed to be tonight. Um, you know, we converted all four of our fourth downs, but just felt like, you know, if who's over there, um, 
and the way our defense was playing, uh, I felt like the field position would be a big edge for our defense to be able to pin them back there. And, um, you know, I, I like the way our defense competed tonight. All right, one last one real quick. What's you, up? I do need you to explain to me who it is on last night on the play with Gerald Everett when he's trying to get out of the game to play before it. I know it's on Everett ultimately to make sure that ball doesn't get picked. Oh, that's on the coach. But the coach, like he is that's over on the coach there waving. The, that's on the coach and the play caller. Again, what are we doing? What are we doing? Can't but, he- but, but, but here's what I'll say. Gerald Everett, that's yes. a got-to-have situation, bro. Yes. You can't dog it on that one. No. Was he dogging it? He was backpedaling trying to get – to a position, but then when why, the ball why are you thrown, back? Why are you backpedaling? I don't the ball know. is thrown. The ball is in the air. Go to the ball. I don't know why. You go get the ball. Jalen Watson was right there, and, and Justin Herbert thought that Jalen Watson had outside leverage. Jalen Watson comes back inside because yep. Gerald Everett doesn't come to the ball. He provide he creates that opportunity. He jumps back inside, picks the ball off, and guess what? Houses it for 99 yards. I know you might be tired. I know you got them down there on that drive because he made some great plays Gerald ever did on that drive. But you got to finish the drill, man. You got to finish the drill. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. If you're looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits, go to Progressive.com slash careers. Apply online today. Bundle today at Progressive.com. So, yeah, we're coming in hot. Today, there's plenty off of last night, and boy, there is plenty this weekend. And, you know, with as many great quarterbacks as there are around the league, did we learn something last night about their chances of getting to the Super Bowl diminishing by the moment? What are we talking about? We'll explain in just moments. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. 
Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Patrick looks like a guy who mentally is exactly where he needs to be as far as his mastery of this offense. Touchdown, Kansas City! A two-yard touchdown pass for Mahomes, his fifth of the game. I always feel like I have something to prove. I mean, I'm just this is a guy from Texas Tech, man. That They said they couldn't play in the NFL. So uh, I always had that mindset of going out there and, and proving that, uh, that we're the Kansas City Chiefs and that we still have a a chance to go out there and win the AFC Championship and then win the AFC West and, and win the Super Bowl. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes was in the zone last night, to say the least. In the zone, brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. I mean, you really think about it. He could be on the way to having a historic NFL season. Like one of the all-time greats, uh, all, one of the all-time greatest seasons for a quarterback ever off to a seven-touchdown, no-interception start to the year. Yeah. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper the one fans deserve. Nuno and I were talking about this this morning, and it's amazing to think that this is actually possible, but I think that it is, that we have underappreciated Patrick Mahomes here for the last year or two. I mean, and and even this offseason, think about the offseason. All any of us can talk about is the fact that he doesn't have Tyreek Hill anymore. Whereas there's probably a pretty good chance that Tyreek Hill is going to miss Patrick Mahomes this year, and he should probably slice off a little bit of that big contract and hand it to Patrick because as good as Hill is, Patrick played a big role in that too, my friend. It's ridiculous what that guy does. Yeah, I mean, listen, Pat Mahomes was always going to be a great quarterback once he got with Andy Reid. I don't know that Tyreek Hill would have developed into the player he is now from a fifth-round draft pick if he didn't have Pat Mahomes as his quarterback. So I know it's a hypothetical, we'll never be able to prove it, but it's one of those things that you get the sense Pat Mahomes is going to be fine. I don't know how that Tyreek Hill experiment down in South Florida with two is going to turn out. But think about you're one of those other quarterbacks watching this game last night. You're Aaron Rodgers, you're other guys. You know, it's interesting that you bring up Aaron Rodgers because think about it. Those were the two quarterbacks that lost their number one receivers this offseason. They look vastly different. They certainly didn't in game the one. Fir- in, in the first week of the regular season, right? Yeah, they there's, did. There's one quarterback that threw five touchdown passes, went 30 for 39 with 360 yards, and then another guy that, that struggled mightily. But think about it. And this. the guy that struggled mightily has been the back-to-back MVP. But you're watching that last night. You're Josh Allen. You're Joe Burrow. You're Derek Carr. You're any one of the really good quarterbacks. Not that Carr's in that same class, but – you're yeah, like Lamar, Lamar Jackson, all Lamar of these young, young guns in the AFC. Yeah, You're watching that, and you're probably realizing to yourself, this guy's going to keep me from winning for a long time. <laughs> when you watch him play, now listen, I know that there's always going to be the chip on the shoulder of a player of proving that they can be better, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like 
Somewhere in there has got to be a little head shaking and realization like, man, I got to deal with that to try to go win? Like, at least somebody else from the NFC can get to the Super Bowl without having to deal with them. Yeah, and for here, the most part. And here's the thing. It's not like the Chargers didn't have their foot on the gas to come out and start that game, right? I mean, you're talking about them having a 17 well, to 7. except for kicking a field goal. Well, I mean, they had a 17 to 7 lead, I know. Carlin. And I then know. the Kansas 21. City Chiefs proceeded to score 20 unanswered points. 20! Without blinking. Without blinking! Yep. It just goes to show you how talented Pat Mahomes is. And some of the things that he does, Carlin, first of all, quarterback coaches would be pulling their hair out if their guys tried that. Like the touchdown throw that he made to Jarek McKinnon, he's rolling out to his right. He throws across his body sidearm. That's a terrible throw for 31 other quarterbacks. But for that dude, it's a routine play. Or the touchdown pass that he threw to Watson. It wasn't that J.C. Jackson was in bad position. It's just that Pat Mahomes did a great job of flicking it out there. And here's the thing on that throw. Look at the pressure that he's under from that Chargers front. I mean, they absolutely storm the pocket. The guy steps up. He slides right, finds a little window, an opening, and boom, a 40-yard strike downfield. It's unbelievable what Pat Mahomes can do, but he does it so often that we've become desensitized to it. Yeah, we, we don't we don't appreciate fully the greatness of Pat Mahomes, but you know what? We'll look up in ten years and we'll say he's the reason why a lot of these young quarterbacks in the AFC won't have a chance to win a championship. That's the reality of it. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. You know what, Carlin? It, it's 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 similar to what we saw in the '90s with guys like Carl Malone. And Charles Barkley. You're not getting through Jordan. You're not getting through Jordan. Yeah. Th- that's what Pat Mahomes Great is. Great players who will never that's win because what, of the presence of an all-timer. That's what Pat Mahomes is for the quarterbacks in the AFC. Let me ask Except you this Except maybe question. Joe Burrow, who beat him twice last year in a span of five weeks. Okay, but let me ask you this question. When you think about later in the year and we start talking more and more about the MVP, Mahomes has such a, a, a more interesting story to get there because of all that was made about losing Tyreek Hill. Mm. Will people start to talk about that when they are considering who they're going to vote for? If there are a couple of other guys who are having monster seasons, and, and let's say like it would be similar for Lamar Jackson. Well, look at what he is doing with the guys that he has that we didn't regard as great receivers in any way like if those two guys are having monster years is that going to work to their benefit when it comes to the MVP voting later in the year oh man you know what let's say he's up against Herbert for whatever reason I think there could be a little bit of fatigue when it comes to Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs see that would be irresponsible if that's the case well I mean you say that but but there is something called human nature yeah we've seen Pat Mahomes in the AFC championship game four straight years He's been to two Super Bowls and won one of them. I mean, we're used to seeing him do high-level winning. We're used to seeing him, you know, be a master of the impossible, whereas with guys like Josh Allen and Justin Herbert and, you know, Joe Burrow, it's, it's relatively new. And we want to see whether or not those guys can produce at a level that's commensurate with an MVP. And I, and I think when it comes to Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and Justin Herbert specifically – the physical traits that those guys have, 
or what enamor people. Like, look at Josh Allen's size. He's 6'5", 250 pounds. He can run like a deer. He runs over linebackers and safeties and stiff arms, defensive linemen. Like, he's a part of the running game and a lot of – very similar to what we saw of Cam Newton when he won the MVP, and yet he's one of the best passers, one of the best throwers of the football in the National Football League, not to mention he's got a howitzer attached to his shoulder. I mean, as far as arm strength, he's one of the three or four best arm talents in the NFL. So I think those things are a part of the MVP conversation, and if his team does high-level winning, which we suspect the Buffalo Bills will – in terms of regular season and stacking up wins, then I could see it how you could give Josh Allen a nod over a guy like Pat Mahomes, even though Pat Mahomes is going to be there in the end. See, that's the thing. Like, the fatigue, that'll work against Aaron Rodgers this year. No matter what happens, I think that'll work against him having won it back-to-back. Okay. But with Allen, like, if I were a voter for MVP, one thing I would look at later in the year is, because I am a strict... Most valuable player to your team's success. That's what I'm thinking about when I'm considering that award. Okay. It, I have to look at what else he has to work with. Do we? Would we be right in saying that the Buffalo Bills have better weapons than the Kansas City Chiefs do? Yes. So that's my thing with Allen. Like, if both of these teams end up, you know, 14-3, and three, like, I would give that strong consideration to the benefit of Mahomes as opposed to Allen in that spot. Yeah, but if Josh Allen is top five in terms of passing yards, top five in passing touchdowns, and he leads his team in rushing, then, then everybody is saying the usage mm. of Josh Allen is what's going to propel him past a Pat Mahomes in the MVP race. Yeah, I, I, I don't get know that. If I, I necessarily... think the rushing would put him over the top. Well, that's what happened yeah, with yeah. Cam Newton in 2015. Yep. And I think yep. they have that same type of potential with Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson the same way. Like those two guys, because of what the team asked them to do, both in the run game and the pass game, is what separates them from a guy like Pat Mahomes. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. You think there's no such thing as a must-win in Week 2? <laughs> No, we're going to tell you why that's not the case. And it's very much documented with evidence. That in 30 seconds after Canty tells you about this from Disney+. Plus. If you don't know, now you know. This September, Disney Plus is back in action with exciting new premieres like Disney's Pinocchio. I'm a huge Geppetto fan. Everybody knows this. Marvel's Thor, Love and Thunder, Pixar's Cars on the Road, Star Wars, Obi-Wan Kenobi, A Jedi's Return, National Geographic's Epic Adventures of Birdie Gregory, a new Simpsons short, Welcome to the Club, and don't miss other new favorites like Growing Up and Frozen 1 and 2 and sing-alongs. Plus, they have all new episodes and specials dropping like Marvel's She-Hawk, Attorney at Law, and Dancing with the Stars, the pros' most memorable dances. Nothing's bigger, nothing's better, nothing beats Disney+, Plus. all these and more now streaming. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, in for Greeny. How about this? Since the NFL expanded to a 14-team playoff in 2020, every team to make the playoffs, every team either started the year 2-0 or 1-1. There has not been an 0-2 team since the expansion over the last two years. 28 playoff teams, not one of them has started the year 0-2. And we've got some teams 
that are very much in danger of that this weekend. So let's run through some of these games and talk about whether or not they're must-wins or not for a particular team with that in mind. Patriots at Steelers. Chris, the New England Patriots have not started 0-2 in 21 years. In 21 years. And I would argue that this is a moment where the Patriots absolutely have to win this game. And I understand what else is in that division just based on the fact that it's it's only uh, Josh Allen, but I still think uh, they're going to run away with it and the Patriots are going to have to fight and scrap and claw to get anywhere near a wild card. Well, listen, you're going up against Mitch Trubisky, who neither one of us have a ton of confidence in. Think about it. It took five turnovers for the Pittsburgh Steelers to get out of there in an overtime win against the Cincinnati Bengals. Five turnovers, Carlin. That just shows you how putrid the Pittsburgh Steelers' offense is and the defense, which is the identity of the team, they're not going to have T.J. Watt, who is one of the best pressure players in the National Football League. So if you can't go in there and get this done, you got a real problem. Here's the other thing, Carlin. After this game for the Patriots, you're looking at the Baltimore Ravens mm-hmm. and the Green Bay Packers. You're staring down the barrel of 0-4. Yep. you got to get this done in Pittsburgh. Bengals at Cowboys. Sneaky in that we just gave you that statistic for the Bengals. And the AFC North is maybe going to be a little bit better than we think. Although I don't think that Pitts, I agree with you on the Pittsburgh front. The Trubisky thing is a problem. Yep. For the Cowboys, I'm I'm resigned to the season anyway, the way it is right now. It's even, over? Yes. It's even over. if it's just a few weeks for Dak, it's still over. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Bengals need this. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Here's the thing, though. I don't know if I would characterize this as a must-win for the Bengals. It's more of a can't-lose because you're going up against a backup quarterback in Cooper Rush and an absolutely putrid Dallas Cowboys offense. The Cowboys offense had 12 first downs, which was the least amount in week one in the National Football League, and they only had three points, which was the fewest in week one in the National Football League. Joe Burrow and that Bengals offense can do that in their sleep. I get that you got to figure out how to block up Michael Parsons, but listen, they're going to find ways to make plays, both in the run game and the passing game. They'll breeze through this one. I'm not worried about the Cincinnati Bengals. Raiders, Cardinals. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, listen, if you're the, the Raiders, yeah. you got to get this one done. Think, think about how the Kansas City Chiefs passing attack ran roughshod over that Cardinals the secondary. you got to make it happen, Derek Carr, especially with having Darren Waller, Devontae Adams, and Hunter Renfro. This is one of those games where you got to get back right because you can't afford to lose any more ground in the AFC West. I will say just ditto to everything that you just said. There we go. Let's hit Rams-Falcons. The Rams have to win this game, and they cannot go 0-2. The, actually, it is here. Falcons and Rams. My bad. Anyway, uh, the Rams have to win this game because the problem is that if they fall to 0-2, even in the NFC, with all of their injuries, it's going to be difficult to climb out of that hole. Keep an eye on Leonard Floyd here. Leonard Floyd went from limited practice to not practicing yesterday. They're going to lose a pass rusher too. Massive offensive line problems. Rams have to find a way against the Falcons. Rams better be careful here. Yeah. Rams better be careful. I'm just going to say this. I know that the Falcons blew a 16-point lead at home, but, but that's a live dog. Okay, Dean Pease, that's a well-coached defense. They could present some problems for Matt Stafford. And here's the thing. I'm not sold that the elbow problems for Matt Stafford are completely behind him. So 
I, I've got to have some show and prove when it comes to this Rams offense and them being able to be productive. If Matt Stafford ain't right, this could be a slog for them at home against the Falcons. Bears at Packers. It, it's a little sneaky. It's a little sneaky. I do think the Packers need to avoid an 0-2 start. I yep. wouldn't quite call it must win, but boy, you are going to be sounding the alarms if the Bears start their season 2-0 with a win over the Packers. Yeah, and I will say this, Carlin, that's a lot of respect for the Green Bay Packers as double-digit favorites over the Chicago Bears, a division rival. I, I will say this, Aaron Rodgers hadn't been shy about saying how he owns the Chicago Bears. With that defense, this could be a little bit different. I'm not saying that the Bears are going to win. I'm not predicting an upset. I'm just saying that this Bears defense could present some problems for Aaron Rodgers, especially with these young receivers trying to figure it out. And then, conversely, on the offensive side, you're going to have to corral Justin Fields. That, that guy that guy can move around a little bit. When he takes off and run, he doesn't look like a quarterback that's running. He looks like a running back or a wide receiver. So, good luck with that. For a defense that didn't look great week one against the Vikings, they got their work cut out for them in terms of trying to contain Justin Fields. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Got to make some money this weekend, and if you're interested in that, Joe Fortenbaugh, who is locked in on all the games, ESPN betting analyst, joins us in 10 minutes. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. And yes, college football is back. Tune in tomorrow night as LSU hosts Mississippi State. It's presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins 5.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. And Canty, did you hear what Tua Tungavailoa said yesterday? It was odd. It was interesting. He was talking about his height and the role it plays for him as a quarterback. For me, if I, for for instance, if we have a slant and we have like an over-the-ball player and like another player in the alley and a flat, 
for me, I can't see because I'm not the biggest guy out there. So if I can't see you, you can't see me, I can't get you the ball. Uh, and like spacing with the guys. So if you can't see me, get somewhere to where you can't see me, then I can see you, then I can hit you. Uh-huh. Huh? I, well, 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 here's my question, though, Carlin. What is there to be gained by making this for public consumption? Because I, I if I'm know. a defensive lineman, if I'm a linebacker, I'm, I'm hearing this, and I'm saying, you know what, let's push the pocket, let's cloudy the picture so he has no throwing windows so in between the numbers. That's the immediate thing I thought of, and it's like, okay, is he stupidly saying this, or is he saying this with intent behind it to get him to do it because that's what he wants them to do? And I would say, no, I don't think it's that. No, I don't, I don't think I don't it's, think it's, it's the latter. I, I think no. it's the former. Yeah. I don't want to give him too much credit. Like, what? What? What What are we? What? Why would you ever say anything like that? Well, first of all, you're stating the obvious. It's not like other Everybody people knows don't you're know that. shorter. We know you're short. Yes. We know you're going to have to find windows in between your offensive linemen trying to protect you against defensive linemen to throw the football. We also know, Carlin, that you got a pop gun arm. So a lot of the throws that you want to make are going to be in between the numbers, and defenses are going to try to take that away from you. That's why it's about timing. That's why it's about chemistry as far as Tua being a productive quarterback. And that's something that we're going to have to watch as the season wears on. Can he continue to build that rapport with Jalen Waddell and with Tyreek Hill? Remains to be seen, but I think the Dolphins' playoff hopes hinge on him being able to do that. Here's what I just heard. Miami Dolphins don't pay me. Don't pay me. I'm not a franchise quarterback because he's making the case for everybody else. I, I, I don't get why you would say that in that spot. And, Chris, I want to go back to the Tyreek Hill part of this because he was doing the right thing all throughout training camp and trying to pump up to a, up to a certain point. There's no need to continue to raise the bar on it even though you think you're backing your guy up. Mm. Sometimes you can push that too far where you make somebody think that he's a whole lot better or you're, you're believing he's a whole lot better than he is. Yeah, I think it's a fine line because you do want to express confidence in your guy uh, and you yes. want him to feel like, you know, they trust you because that, that's the thing. If you're a wide receiver, you're depending on your quarterback in order to do your job. But at some point it's coming back on you for saying it. Well, it might come back on you to say it, but Tyreek Hill has already proven himself in this league. There's n- there's nothing to be lost from Tyreek Hill's perspective by saying the things he's saying about Tua, but it does put pressure on Tua. But the Dolphins organization has already done that by eliminating all the excuses as to why Tua can't be successful this year. And so that's why this is a make-or-break season for number one down in South Florida. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.